Howdy y'all and welcome to Texas Watch for the week of Tuesday, April 7th, 2020. I'm your host Project and joining me is the pr- ah, Tracer Main with the biggest brain, ZayXO. I thought you just called me a prick right there. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, okay, time, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Project, this is the thanks I get. This is the thanks I get. No, Guys, okay, we, good wo- to be here, buddy. Good yeah, to be here, buddy. Wo- welcome to Texas Watch Quarantine Edition. Uh, we have been locked inside of our homes for a minute. Uh, it's been some pretty crazy down here in Texas. We're all in stay-at-home orders. But yeah, you know what? You know what? We we take care of each other. You know, Zay's at home doing his thing. Got a new mic. I see you. I see I did. you. You see that? You like that? You like that? Yeah. Looks I like clean. It. <laughs> I, I still got this uh, snowball. It's, it's been doing me well for the past few years. It will still continue no, to do me well. I, it does. It's all, it still sounds good. And I'm not gonna lie, man. This quarantine stuff. It's, Amazon's dangerous. When you're locked in the house all day, I'd be like, I thought Damn, you. I thought I you can't be. order Amazon anymore. Like it's on no, backlog. Well, now it is non-essential like, things are on super backlog, like a month. But stuff like this, like you know, non-essential shit, because I don't you even just get that. Use it to, yeah, you can just get it takes a week or ten days or whatever, yeah, but it's not bad. I'll wait for that for a mic. It's not like I'm looking for toilet paper, which you still can't find. Right. I digress. I don't want to get into all that. But it's okay because the things that we are gonna get into is the Overwatch League. You know, uh the Houston Outlaws and the Dallas Fuel are actually playing games again. Uh yes. now that we are in this online only structure that the league has adopted. It's kind of nice to see, you know, games still happening. You have the NFL, the NBA, every major sport around the world essentially has been canceled, but esports are still mm-hmm. going on. But we're going to talk about that a little bit later because this is Texas Watch, your source for weekly Overwatch League news about the Houston Outlaws and the Dallas Fuel. You can catch the show live right here at its new home at twitch.tv forward slash project AR. That's going to be where you can find me streaming, well, whatever I feel like, and of course, Texas Watch. If you don't want to watch the show live, don't worry about it. You can catch it on podcast services around the globe. That includes Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, if you use Stitcher, all three of you. (laughs) (laughs) Some of y'all got on your phone, don't lie. Of course, of course. But yeah, we we are chilling, you know. Let's see. I have spent a lot of time playing video games over the past few weeks. And as, I mean a lot. I feel bad for anybody who does not play any kind of game, whether that be tabletop. Uh, I see y'all in chat talking about Magic the Gathering. Uh, oh, yeah. like... I'm, I'm, I'm bad at it. Don't try to. T- I don't know any tracks <laughs> and I don't know any of it. I was like, oh, this game's kind of cool. Like, you should, you should check on? out uh, MTG Arena. You know, it's not a bad client anymore. It's still pretty good. Yeah, isn't it? Is it still, is it free? Yeah, right? it, completely yeah, free. Okay, that's what I thought. That's you, what can, I thought. you can obviously buy into it, uh, but, like, once you get through, like, the tutorial, you get a few good decks. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Zay, what colors did you play when you played Magic? Do you uh, remember? Actually... I don't even remember. Blue, blue or green sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, I, this was like, God, you're bringing me back, y'all. <laughs> it was like the card game. Not the all. There was no online stuff when I first played Magic. So I, I think so. Uh, I, I remember. Yeah, I don't remember too much of it, to be honest. Uh, I think I was blue, green. Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to lie and say something like I was this, and I have no idea what it was. See, so, I can I, actually I, answer. Okay, currently my standard decks are red, white. I have a mono green. Uh, last couple of expansions, I was playing a really strong blue-black deck. 
but I let that fall off because with every card game, if you don't keep up and keep buying new cards, your deck gets obsolete. Uh, yep. So, somehow uh, that kind of happens. But enough about card games. Let's talk about some Overwatch. Uh, first things first, the Houston Outlaws. We saw them play the Paris Eternal last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did lose 3-1. Uh, Paris actually was in a really interesting position because I think it was Hip. Uh, one of their players literally retired yes. the day before the game happened. Yep. So they were coming into this with a wonky roster, and everybody was expecting Houston to win, and it didn't happen. So let's talk about that. What what happened? Uh, like, you, you guys, you, I, you, it, had, it, you had Blase on the Doomfist, man. Come on. Mm-hmm. And, and it came down to, well... It came down to this, right? So the current meta, right, or what works best for us is Somber Doomfist, uh, Tracer Doomfist type of type of roles, right? And on control, we were really able to use that and use it as a dominating force. And it's our best comp. So we don't have to worry about well, it's our things we're most comfortable playing, right? And so what had what what had happened was this is my excuse for my team, right? <laughs> what happened was <laughs> what, what had happened was so after the control map, things started to get a little bit dicey. So when we go into, because I believe we lost the next map 2-3, I believe it was Paris, right? Paris on Paris, like good luck with that, right? So we go to Paris, and then we start switching to the Torb comp. We did Torb Reaper with Dante on the Reaper and Blase on the Torb. And um, I may have that reversed. I'll have to go back and check, my, check on that. But it's not something we're comfortable doing. There's no way we beat a team which is more versatile than us, because let's be honest, as Outlaws fans, we are not a versatile team. Y'all got, like, two comps max. Yeah, we are very limited to what we can play, and it's our DPS's best hero. So Dante's best hero is Sombra and Tracer, and Blase's is just Doomfist. Like, if he's not playing Doomfist, <laughs> it's a lot. No, put him on McCree again. Let's see what happens. Oh, hell no. <laughs> he can't even play Reaper. Dog, you just walk at the people and hold left click, and that didn't even really work Oh, wait, for us. shift every once in a while. You can't forget to shift every once in a while. Yeah, you literally have an immortality button. And you run, you press the shift button, and you run away immortal. Like, so he's a, he could be a strong hero in this current meta. And what happened was you could see that they started to figure us out. You could see that we lost our rhythm. That was really the turning point in that game. And I want to point out a specific spot, and I think uh, me and Project were texting about this when it happened. When the Outlaws had pretty much captured point A on their attack and tried to push forward, and they end up getting shattered by Ben Best on Reinhardt, as they're pushing halfway to the enemy spawn, Paris' spawn, and Paris proceeds to come back and win the point, which cut off about a minute, about a minute, minute 15 from our time, because next fight we win point A, and they actually win the first part of point B. But there's small things like that that we do that makes me, excuse me, makes me wonder how much of a team we really are. Like, we're so carry dependent. If Blase's not popping off in the Doomfist, and Dante's not getting five-man EMPs and random pickoffs, as the flanker hero, we don't do well. Muma played a good game, at least first map. He really made Ben Best, like, he made Ben Best his bitch. Let's not put mixed words <laughs> here. He, ben Best got shattered. That was an awesome, uh, on the first control point, a shattered Death Blossom for a 6K. It was beautiful stuff. But that was when we're allowed to put our best, you know, our players on their best heroes versus their players. Even Dante, Dante was on Reaper, and that's not even his best hero, and we still did well. But in, so, re- in, in regards to the players needing to carry, though, I think that's an unfortunate benefactor it, of, it's, of it's, hero it's, pools, you know? It, like, it, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It, it, it's definitely a detriment to that fact. Um, be, I, 
you're right. I think Hero Pools does bring out the fact that you need someone that can fully carry because a lot of times people are going to be in metas and in comps they're not comfortable with. But you see better teams, and you saw Paris as the match went on, that the team play was just a lot crisper from them, a lot smoother. Um, as the matches went on, we'll go into match three and four, you saw we basically got shut out. We, we, we got uh, full held after capturing the point on Hollywood. Like, that was pathetic. I mean, capture the point, and then we can't get it through the gate in front of them because we're just getting spawn camp. And that's really unfortunate to have to watch as the Outlaws fan. And there's no person on the team. This is where you miss Jake. You miss someone that can rally the troops to say, hey, this is what we need to do. Everyone refocus. We're getting owned. It's not the end of the world. But unfortunately, we don't have that person anymore. And so now we're in this state where once the ship starts sinking, there's no one to save it. And that's exactly what happened in our matchup. And it was really disappointing. I was really excited after the first map. We're in control. And then when we lost that close on Paris, that's when I got worried. And sure enough, we got 0-2'd on Dorado. They didn't even get to the first point. And then in Hollywood, we captured the cart and get spawn camp. Well, which so which games did you guys win? Was it only the second one? Only... Only no, you guys only won Nepal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then we lost 3-2 close on Paris when we got to attack first and then didn't capture the point. And then Paris captured it on like their second push. Honestly, so it's, it's, just, it's that momentum, I feel like. L looking at the scoreline, right? So, mm -hmm. Control, Houston won 2-0. Paris, they lost 2-3. We go into halftime. And then mm -hmm. either someone on the Paris team came up and was like, all right, guys, you can win this. Just, just play your best. All of a sudden, they stomp on Dorado, and then they take over. Like, they they didn't complete the map. I think they got close at the end, right? Uh, Paris, yes. They got to, yeah, they got almost halfway through third point. Right. on that last curve. And then um, Houston didn't take anything. <laughs> he got stopped in the fucking choke under the bridge. Like, it was bad. So, I think that's our main problem. I think we have... Muma's really up and down. Um, ben Best came back and played Ryan better on the final three maps. Um, once Dante and uh, Blase got figured out, it, it was, they, they didn't do anything after that. Um, and our support line would played average. So it's, it's, it's tough. And all in all, we're uh, just a mediocre team. Uh, I think we need more leadership, and we need, we need some more carry on either the tank line or the support line. I think our DPS are fine, we're, but limited. But we need carries in other places sometimes. And when we don't have that, when we had a carry and tank, when movement was carrying a tank of control, we dominated. But once we lose that and it's just a DPS trying to do all the work, we fall apart. Remind me, and, did uh, you guys play Jexay? Jexay was playing that game, right? Uh, yes. Jexay, yeah, Jexay was playing Lucia. Yeah. So yeah. He, he, he played well. Um, he, he, he always plays well. He had his moments where he popped off a couple times. But it, it, it wasn't anything... You, you can only care so much as Lucio, right? Like, you right. can only do so much. You can only you wall ride and boot so many people and get some final blows. So it's it's really... It, it sucks to watch because I think we're a good team, but we just have some team... We, we got, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, Harsh... Harsh... Harshaw. <laughs> like I say that. Harshaw. Harsha. He's still got to help get these guys in line. We've got a long way to go. We've got a long way to go. Honestly, I, I look at the Outlaws and I see a team with potential... It's. I, I feel like they're gonna. They're facing kind of the same problems that Dallas is facing, which we will get to in a second. But this is this is talking about Houston for now. I don't want to be impatient. I, I see a team with talent. I mean, a lot of these players. They're obviously Overwatch League caliber, or else they wouldn't have jobs. 
we've seen like Jack say carry on the Lucio a couple of games ago. Uh, Rockus we know is talented. Which by the way, who is your other support? Why was Rockus playing? Uh, no, Rockus is in our starting lineup. Um, oh shit! I thought you guys had a. It was Jack and someone else. Jack say, uh, no, not not Repel. Was it? Is it was it Repel? Uh, uh, look, uh, if, if Rockus is starting, that means that his performance in tr- in practice is worthy of him starting. So and, and plus, right, and it's the, it's obviously a coaching decision here. So absolutely, I, think I, I trust Harsha to make the right decision and make the right call for who needs to play in certain situations. Um, but the line will be put out there, and I think it's not even on Rockus or anything. Like Rockus did his job, Jexay did more than his job. Um, Mecco played well. There, it's just like we're all playing well, but there's we can't put it all together. And the, when the ship's sinking, I can just picture you play those comp games where the ship's sinking and it's silent because mm-hmm. everyone's low key triggered, mm-hmm. but they don't want to tilt, and you're like on edge, and then it just keeps going downhill from there, and then it's silent. And I feel like that's what happens to the outlaws on their comms when they lose close matches and it's going downhill. And you can't do that in Owl. Everyone's too good. Everyone's yeah. Too good. I, I, I'm just worried, you know, like we're we're no longer in the beginning of the season. While, yes, Outlaws have only played five games, I believe. Uh, that is enough games to say, hey, you've gotten your feet wet. You know, yeah. you, you should understand how this works. You should be able to see what you're good at and what you're not good at. Now, granted, this is the first season that we've had Hero Pools implemented. This is the first time that we're seeing, hey, teams need to have that carry potential. We need to have players who are capable of actually pulling things off. Uh, remind me, who were the heroes that were banned last week? It was uh, May, uh, so, S- May, May, Wrecking Ball, uh, oh. uh, oh Doomfist? Was, uh, was it Doomfist? No, no, Doomfist wasn't banned. Uh, and oh then, my God. fuck, who, was it Lucio that was also banned? No, it was no. Uh, Moira. Wasn't Moira banned? I don't know, guys. These hero pools that all sounds about place. right. It, it, the it, fact it, that they're, not... ugh, they're changing every week, and it's like it's hard to keep up with. Did you watch the draw for next week, by the way? Yes, I did. I did. That's a very interesting draw. Um, I don't think it's it, really going to do much, to be honest. Yeah. Well, Ro- Reaper got banned, right? True, so... and Reaper's been a like staple pick for the past three, four weeks. So Right. Reaper got banned. Ana got banned. Um... Diva was banned. I remember mm. your girl's out. Yeah, I know. It's uh, okay. We'll play uh, Trill Gomsu, but we'll be fine. <laughs> uh, and I, I forgot who the other DPS was, but that makes it interesting, right? I, I'm, I'll Wasn't it Sombra? See... Oh, yeah, it was Sombra because I yeah. remember Dante couldn't play her. Yeah, so, so yeah, so that's going to be interesting comp. It's a lot more Zarya, I hope. I have the Zarya Ryan comps. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. At least Blase can stay on Doomfist. That's all that matters. We have a chance. If Doomfist gets right. banned, I'm taking the L that week. There's no way. There's just, so, there's no. before we rotate over to Dallas, let's look at who Houston plays next week. And howdy ho, the Overwatch League app on Android is broken once again. Oh, so I, I get no love, man. God, I, I, don't, love. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's like, I, I feel like this is one of those situations where they just think, okay, we'll make the iOS app and then control C, control V. Obviously, that doesn't work. Uh, so you guys play Boston, which should yeah. be a dub. Should be a dub. Y'all got to watch out for Jerry. Dude, we're only, we're literally, <laughs> tied, we're, we're literally tied with them in the standings. Yeah. We, we are 19, they are 20. So it's a coin flip, in my opinion, to be honest. I mean, I don't know what to get. And if it, if they play the Jerry plays on the McCree, he can just flash. He can flash Blase and right click him, so he can shut down Blase himself. So that's going to be tough. Well, who Ozari, was uh, 
Who was the player that replaced Mufin? For Boston? Yeah. Um, I believe it was. Oh, um, um, uh, uh, because Mufin was there. He uh, was their off tank. Tank, right? Uh, not fusion. Uh, Brucen. Something? Yeah, I think that sounds about right, Brucen. Yeah. Bruce, I, I knew it rhymes with feet, and I didn't. It doesn't rhyme with fusions, but I knew it had ends in there. Anyway, <laughs> but so Brucen, I think, is going to be the one. And I don't know who knows anything about Boston, man. Who who knows? I just know Jerry's carrying, and fusion <laughs> fusions may also tilt every so often. Real That's quick, coolest. I, I see you in chat. I see you in chat trying to trying to rile us up. Doesn't work like that. Okay. I am very happy with my OnePlus 7T Pro 5G McLaren edition. Okay, it's fast. No, it's powerful. You team iPhone over here. Uh huh. Uh huh. Hey, hey, hey! You know what works? My uh, my Overwatch League app. It works just fine. Uh, also, I wanted to bring up you guys. Do you also play Toronto next week? Uh, sorry, I I think that's gonna be an L. Uh, Toronto is definitely one of those game or teams that are surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. They fold at times when they're playing against like the top tier teams. But they're definitely like upper yeah. mid tier, so I'm looking forward to that game to seeing if Houston can actually keep up. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's an L as well. I, I just, I'll just say screw it and say we'll beat Boston, but we'll oh, lose I think you Toronto. will. Um, again, sure four and agility are, are they're better than Dante and Blase. I just, I can just openly say that. I think that's pretty fair to state. So with that case, uh, I don't see us really winning the Toronto game. So that's just two games, really. Like I. I'm getting kind of worried about the league. Like, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll get there when we get there. Uh, any last points about the Outlaws before we move on? Uh, yeah, get good. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, with that, let's move on to talk about the other Texas team, uh, the Dallas Fuel. Congratulations, Dallas. You have won your first game in almost a fucking year. <laughs> um, You're off the denied. <laughs> Congratulations. Did you, like, seriously, the last time Dallas won was stage three last year. Oh, boy. I, I want you to take that, like, for a second and be like, wait, hold on. Dallas Field were good at the first half of the season last year, and then they had their homestand. It went really well, and something happened. I, I think it was that massive GOATS nerf, because uh, that's when we stopped kind of... What do you call it? Getting good? Playing, yeah, I would say playing well. <laughs> after, yeah. after the ghost yeah. kind of switch, you were like, oh, God, how do we play this game again? But then we came, back, we came back into this season with one of the strongest DPS lines in the league with Doha and Decay. Uh, we have a seasoned tank line with Note and Gamsu starting. And then we seem to swap around our healers a bunch. I haven't seen Unko play once. Uh, Harry Hook surprisingly started last week and actually helped us win, which I'm pretty happy about. And then we had Crimzo. He was on the Tier 2 Dallas Field team and got promoted up, and sure enough, is actually playing up to his standard. Uh, unfortunately, the first couple of games that Dallas played, they got stomped. It was not pretty. <laughs> uh, Zay and I were both there. It was not pretty. Yep, I think you put it, expressed that pretty well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I still remember being being in the esports arena, playing San Francisco, and then when we finally won a map, that place erupted. It was electric. 
and then it went downhill again. Um, yeah, I silence is golden. It's like oof, a movie theater there. Like it, no one, it really no one turned your phones off. <laughs> I I'm looking at this team though, and I'm seeing improvement. You know, Dallas Field played two games last week. They played against the Los Angeles Gladiators. They lost 3-0. It was actually a fun game because we got to see OG play, and OG started for the Gladiators, and he used to be a starter for the Fuel. So it was fun playing against him again and seeing him stand on his old jersey. That hurt. That hurt my soul. So uh, uh, when do you uh, when do you eventually let him go? I mean, now he just kicks your ass all the time. So what? What, what do you mean go? let him go? He's already <laughs> on another team. I know, but what, I, what you should at this point be like, all right, I don't I don't care if he's playing against us or not. He is now on the opposing team. I I've said it once and I'll say it again. OG is fam. Okay, he started off with us. He is still one of ours if he comes back to Dallas. But if we play the Gladiators, he can just go to hell. <laughs> see, uh, see, my thing is you can't play both sides. If you beat him, you're like, yeah, we beat OG. <laughs> if he beats y'all, well, he's our old player, so it's okay. <laughs> nah, bro. The, the first match, you could do that. It's like the third time they played. And each time they beat mm-hmm. y'all. So, no, they've only beaten us twice now. What you mean? Okay, well, okay. Did y'all win once? You haven't beat them once, I don't think. No. Oh, okay. In, in in my defense, the Gladiators are, I would say, like top three team. People do not ever give them enough credit, and they're almost always in like the top of the league. But because they're not the Shock, which are falling by the way, because they're not the Fusion, because they're not New York, people shove them off to the side. But they've proven for the last three seasons that they're competent. So. There's that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think I, I love every time OG show, shows up and is like, yo, y'all dropped me for this clown on main tank. I think it's hilarious. I feel like that's how he really plays. Oh, yeah. And oh, he, yeah. He comes through in his play. Well, what was oh, it? Uh, o- OG has always been the type of tank where he's hyper aggressive. He's like a junior bumper, effectively. Uh, right. And thanks to the gladiators actually supporting him, he was able to well, roll us because when he played on yeah. us or the fuel we really couldn't support OG's play style because we wanted to play more team-oriented, but he likes to go in, press W, and swing hammer. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, uh, and, it, so. see, and y'all got Gamsu, who's a little more passive, and yeah, that... But I'm, I am I like the way Gamsu plays because he plays a lot smarter. Uh, let, let's talk about that game against the Valiant because that's obviously where we got our first win. We saw a lot of interesting things. I definitely thought it was funny seeing so many pros, analysts, casters saying, why are they playing the Tracer into the Torbjorn? Because typically, that would be a really bad idea. But people seem to forget how good of a Tracer Decay is. Like, when he was playing on the Gladiators, that was his signature hero. That's what people are scared of whenever Decay plays. So I, I think that this is going back to the argument that I wanted to start earlier about hero pools making the game less hey, focus on what comp is really good, and more of, okay, what are you as a player individually good at? And let's see that actually come to fruition. That's why we saw Decay on the Tracer and Doha on the Reaper. You know, we have both of these players who are pretty excellent on these heroes, you know. We had Gamsu and Note on their signature Reinhardt and D.Va, and then you had Crimzo on the Moira, and then Harry Hook. Was Luc- Lucio was banned. I think he was playing lots of Ana. Uh, long story short, right? We we had a team that actually played to their strengths for once, and I think last time when we played the Los Angeles Valiant, they took us by surprise. That's why they beat us so bad. 
No one expected a team of rookies to perform as they did. So that that's kind of what happened. But now, now this time we come in, we learn, okay, the Valiants aren't as strong as we thought they were. We've learned that this team has weaknesses. Let's take advantage of that. Uh, there were plenty of times where it looked a little dicey, I'm not going to lie. We won 3-2, which means that it had to go to a map 5. But the fact that so, we were able to take it says something. It does. Uh, I I don't know. Like I mentioned this before we were watching the games. Whatever y'all are paying to K, it ain't enough. <laughs> it ain't enough. You know for now, a fact a, that MB is paying him very well. I, I, I as a Tracer main... Watching that guy do some of the stuff he did, there were fights they should have lost so bad. This man would get a double pulse bomb and then get a and one clip headshot someone and get a 3K to save the fight. And that happened over and over yeah. and over again. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, dog, this man is dragging y'all, kicking and screaming to a win. So I, I think if you have those caliber DPS, which as people were saying when the season started, these could be two of the best DPS in the league. Yes. Uh, it, by far. Which uh, is they, what Dallas has needed best. for quite some time. You know how many right. DPS we've rotated through throughout these last three seasons? <laughs> yeah, so so I guess what Arrow said was just like, you know what? Play what you want, Doha, Decay, and just do it. And yep. Decay was like, all right, bet. And, <laughs> and then you hear the casters say things like, I don't know how Trace is doing this tour. I mean, the chip damage, the chip damage. And she proceeds to just, or he proceeds to one clip the tour by three straight times. And yep. everyone's like, oh, I guess it's working. If you're that good on a hero, you can overcome a lot. But the fact that this game was so close with as well as Decay played, you're going to need a lot more. Like, oh, you're yeah. going to need a lot more from the rest of your team to try to continue to fight against the, the Shock or any of the any team in the top half. There's no way y'all win that I mean, game. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest and be constructive. I was not expecting Haley Hook to play as well as he did. Uh, but the fact that he is a veteran player at this point, the man knows how to play some Overwatch. And I feel bad for doubting him because it's like he's not washed. He obviously was able to keep up. Crimzo has been grinding Tier 2 for, what, two years now? I remember seeing him on Team Envy Season 1 Overwatch League, Season 2 Overwatch League, still on Team Envy, still in that support role, still working his ass off. And our tank line, I, I feel like Gamsu knew that he didn't play as well as he could have against the Gladiators. He got bodied by OG. There is no doubting about that. But seeing him come back, the fat shatters that he landed against the Valiant. Do you remember at the end of Eichenwald when we were about to finish point C, uh, how he stood behind the Valiant spawn, waited for them to walk out of the spawn door, and then yeah. shattered them in their spawn? That's yeah, fucking that big was, brain plays right highlight. there. That was that was a nice highlight because he knew. I mean, they have to come out from somewhere, right? Yep. So that's that's that was that was a big brain play. So it's interesting about the fuel. Like they they have a good amount of veterans. Now that I, now that I think about it, your team is. I don't want to say it's not old, but like we're, it, we're not are old, quite but we a few serious veterans who have a yes. lot of experience on this team. That's um, half of our team. Half of our start. Like if we take the starting roster from the Valiant game, right? It's literally half veterans, half rookies, and I think that's yeah, a good thing. I think so, yeah, I think as long as the DPS of Doha and Decay can keep that level of explosiveness, because that's what's going to really gonna have to be needed to push you guys over the edge. Because uh, Gamsu's going to make a couple plays. I think Harry Hook is hit or miss a lot of weeks. This week he was on. There's some weeks where he's not, which is why he goes in and out of the starting lineup. Um, if that, if 
you can make that more consistent and Doha and Decay can continue to pop off like consistency level of a Sinatra who actually didn't play this week. Surprisingly uh, not. Wait, didn't he play yeah. like Zarya last week? He in their first game of the week, but he didn't yeah, play that, the second. That match was at all. weird, man. What is San Francisco doing? He he. I don't think he really fits into this meta. I don't think what we had to play this past week. He just didn't really play well in. When they had him on the Zarya earlier in the week, he he looked okay. But well, it's not he, he was Zarya. good at the Zarya when Goats was necessary. When he had to play Zarya. Uh, yeah, well, that's because in the goats meta, you got you got a ton of healing, right? You just you basically play tracer, but you're a tank, and you just walk forward and you know zap people because there's so much healing behind you. But you don't get that and can't play with that level of aggressiveness um, in the current meta with the two 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 stuff. So that was really interesting, I think. But uh, yeah, I think I think the Dallas so they are they it was a hard fought win. Uh, I think they're playing they're 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 on the up. They got the W, which is all that matters. So maybe this is a turning point for them. Hopefully. Um, when it comes to next week, I don't know who they play. I can well, take a look. I'm thank you for the transition out. because I think this is actually a turning point because we play the Washington Justice next week. Ooh, a team who, who, yeah, they are very much on the downslide right now. I think they started off the season strong when nobody knew what to expect from them, and then they're kind of one-dimensional. So what yeah. do you do now? Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this because, A, if Dallas can get another win, that would be great. We start off the season really weak, and we need to get some dubs on the board. What I'm not looking forward to is the week afterwards, when I believe we start playing some of the Chinese teams. Uh, let oh, me... their meta's all over the place, dude. They're yeah, playing dude. all kinds of crazy shit. There's wrecking balls everywhere, and Sombra's... Everyone runs Sombra, Doomfist. Um, who, there was a, a Reap, Reaper, which is kind of still a meta, but who? there was one person they played... I don't remember. I think a pharaoh at one point was played. Like it, it's they run all kinds of stuff over there in the Chinese uh, side of the bracket. Well, I would tell you who we play next week, but I just found out that week 11, 12, and forward have not been posted yet. Thanks, Overwatch League. Mm, Man, I, right. I, I, I don't. Coronavirus. <laughs> virus. I don't even know what's going on with this right now. And you know, I, to end on the fuel point, I am very, very happy with where the team is right now. I I think we finally figured out what we've needed. You know, like we started off the season with a really strong roster with great players, but they clearly hadn't been used to playing with each other. The fact that we had this, what, month and a half, no, two months of no games for this team, I feel like gave them the time to practice together, to mesh, to learn how each other plays, and to essentially make the team's cohesion a little bit better. And I'm I'm pretty happy about that. But with that being I'm, said, I'd I, be happy with Decay's hard carry too. Continue. Of, of course, of course, I'm happy with Decay's hard carry. I'm actually surprised that we didn't see Doha carry all too much. He was expected to be the Wonderkin, but he's he's good. He's just not popping off like Decay is popping off. But he hasn't had his opportunity yet, so we'll see. Uh, but with that being said, uh, let's move on to some more topics. Uh, but before we do, I want to talk to Chat. I see coolest in there. Talking shit, you know, trying to call my phone bad, trying to say that uh, everybody needs their. Okay, let's let's act, let's actually a- answer answer this. They ask, you gotta have your true main, your backup main, your counter character, and the oh I'm mad now character. Who would that be for you? So true main is obviously Tracer. Of course. Um. Backup main would probably be 
Uh, any any roll, or do we do each roll? Let, let's go any roll. Okay, so back up main, any roll would probably be, believe it or not, probably Hanzo. Yeah? Would be my back up main. Yeah? You play a lot of fucking Hanzo whenever we queue. I, dude, <laughs> I, Hanzo is, he, he's a trigger character. Headshot by Hanzo. You're just like, fuck this guy. I'm like, but yeah. it, So is Hanzo your I'm mad now main or your backup main? No, I'm mad now main is my same as my main main. Because that's what I just want to screw with people. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> My counter character is Reaper. Yeah. Because he countered almost everything, except for, like, a Widow. Which, you counter a Widow if you TP up there and she doesn't see you. But my counter character is like, okay, we're fucking up. We just need damage. I'm just going to go Reaper and just left hook people. Okay. Um, and oh, I'm, oh, I'm mad now character. I think it will still be Tracer. Yeah. Um, I, I don't... Because my mad now character, my, you go to your company when you're mad, you go to what you're best at, right? Yep. So that's what I'd probably do. And... So be Tra Tracer, Hanzo, Reaper and tracer okay and then as for me my main diva obviously uh backup i i want to say sombra you know i i have been playing a lot of her i still feel like i'm competent with the hero um my what what was it backup backup was the second one? Oh, counter character no, counter character may probably just because it triggers people <laughs> yeah i don't want to yeah, repeat may, may. that but yeah yeah, it may, it may shuts down a lot of things that a lot of heroes can do. She's about to get nerfed super fucking hard though, and I'm not looking forward to it. Thank God, uh, I'm so happy. I'm uh, so happy. To it's okay. It's okay. It's and then my I'm mad now would have to be if I'm playing DPS May, just because again it makes people angry, and I if I'm angry, you're angry. Right. Like, <laughs> if I can't play the game I want to play, you can't either. <laughs> And I then my other that. I'm mad now is also my main because when I get into that zone, right, if I'm losing and I know I just need to pick up the slack, I'm going to go to the character that I have almost 175 hours on, okay? Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I agree. And that's, that's just how it goes. I found out that there's somebody in the Diva main subreddit who literally is like uh, – I'm gonna name drop her, Connie, with Mercy. Oh. Fucking, she got 500 hours on D.Va. And I was like, oh my god, bro. That's like all my Overwatch playtime. You're right. It's like, god dang. With one hero, like, you could do that with your eyes closed. You can literally yep. play an entire map, probably with your eyes closed. <laughs> Dude, no, no like, I, I feel right like play. I've played D.Va so much that, like, her booster's cooldown, muscle memory, bro. Like, when it was three seconds, I was on that shit like a hawk, dude. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, they had to change it to four seconds, not to add an extra second to my count. But mm -hmm. it is what it is. Uh, but uh, let's let, let's rotate into a bit more of a serious topic. So coronavirus. Oh, my bad. Well, it, it's involving <laughs> that, but not entirely. Uh, so Activision Blizzard made a huge investment in the Overwatch League a couple of years ago, right? right. Since then. We've seen them make some additions, some subtractions, made some changes. They've had to move relatively quickly into doing various things. But one thing that's been consistent is their lack of care towards the Tier 2 and Tier 3 scene. So, when Overwatch League first started, there were three main tiers of professional Overwatch. Four if you count Collegiate, but for the sake of conversation, let's just talk about the three. We had Overwatch League, which was the cream of the crop. That was the best players in the world representing their teams for contracts, franchises, and millions of dollars at stake. You have yep. Tier 2, which is Overwatch Contenders, 
which is supposed to be the young players. What was what was the age limit? Sixteen and up, I believe. Yeah. Or is it before that? I I think it was sixteen. Um, I don't think there's anyone fifteen years old in tier two. Okay. I think it was sixteen. Uh, 16 so tier two was where players would go that are good at Overwatch, but they weren't adults yet. Long story short, you had some amazing players that were Overwatch League caliber, but not old enough to perform in the big leagues just yet. So that's where they honed their skills, and that got broken up into multiple regions across the world. And then you had tier three, which was open division. Essentially, anyone could form a team. And they could sign up and perform in a weirdly confusing set of rules to finally become a team and perform and join tournaments. It was, it was overly yeah. complex. Let's just like cut it three dry. Different, there was like two open division tiers. And to get into like the real open division, you had to first do your regular open division. And then if you won open division, then you got to be in the bottom of contenders after you. Yeah. So it was a very weirdly tiered right. system. Right. Um, so it didn't really work very well. So moving forward. Over the past couple of years, Activision Blizzard has started to cut back on all three of those tiers. We first saw it last year when they made Open Division less complicated, but they also gave less slots and less availability for more teams to perform, less chances for tournaments. It was just smaller overall. They also changed the structure of contenders to, again, make it a bit smaller, more confined, but we had teams that were still making an effort and actually performing as well as, well, some of the big leagues. Yep. But then we move on to this year. Last year was kind of a middling year. This year, they've effectively said we don't really care about the other tiers. Open Division is nowhere to be found. They stopped partnering with Broadcast GG to help cast the game, so the games had no casters. Teams just couldn't get formed. Tournaments weren't happening. It was just a big question mark. So that's essentially fallen to the wayside. Does Open Division even exist anymore? I I, I haven't heard a thing about it. I haven't checked the website. I, that's probably something we need to do at some yeah. point, but who knows? But the fact that we don't even know should be indicative of the greater picture here. And then we also have Tier 2, which is Overwatch Contenders. They made some really weird changes last year to only seeming to make it, what was it, Asia Pacific, uh, NA East, NA West... Australia, does that even still exist? Or is there still Australian contenders this year? I, I don't know if there is, actually. I haven't heard anything about it. I, I know that there's someone I follow on Twitter who was on a team saying they weren't participating. So, so maybe that's indicative, and then they, yeah. they maybe cut it. And then the we had, uh, they cut it to 20 teams to where only Overwatch League teams could have a contenders team, which made it even smaller. And as this year has gone on, we have seen team after team after team drop off to the point where there are only eight, again, eight out of 20 contenders teams. I think six of them are in the Asia-Pacific region and two of them are in NA. I I don't know, man. Like, we're seeing a lot of pros drop off. They're saying, oh, I'm going to go play Valorant now, which, sure, if you're good enough to go against all those rushing Counter-Strike pros. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Dude. All right? these CSGO pros coming out of retirement, like I'm gonna play Valorant. Like, oh shit! Here, thanks for ruining my game. Right? <laughs> Did uh, you see that? Uh, uh, Taimu retired from Overwatch. Oh yeah. A couple I, of days ago, he was one of the big names that said, "I don't want to play this game anymore. I'm moving on to something else." Which, when the team and the league that you're playing for, and I'm speaking specifically of Tier Two, is so underfunded and underutilized that all these players are jumping ship at the drop of a hat. 
we're seeing, uh, granted, not every contender's player is dropping off. I feel like I'm making it seem like it's a huge amount. It's not every single one, but I'd say like a good, what, fifth? Right, are trying right. to say, like, I'm not playing this game anymore. So, uh, I, I, I would ask this. So, what other eSport has a very largely funded Tier 2 team? Okay, okay, that's a good question. So, if we're talking about major eSports, so we're looking at what? League of Legends, Dota, Dota Counter-Strike, Call of Duty. Call of Duty uh, is Apex considered a large eSport? Nah, not really. Uh, no, I think it's a tier two esport. It's not a yeah. tier one esport. So um, let, let's just look at those for now, right? Uh, I does COD even have a tier two? Because that's still Activision Blizzard. I don't think they've invested in a tier two for COD. Okay, that's fair. So I they, guess we yeah. want them in the same boat, so they can kind of put them to the right. Side. They, so, they had a so, tier. Go ahead, go ahead. So I, I think uh, what I'm trying to, I guess, kind of say is, is that Blizzard stepping away. It all comes down to the dollars, right? The dollar bills, like right? so. Blizzard stepping away is saying we will front you the beginning part of it, but we have to slowly scale back and let the esports scene grow on its own, and let these teams, these teams have to pump money into it themselves, or other organizations have to come in and fund their own teams. And they're finding out that that's really hard to do. Mm -hmm. And I think what we've seen in terms of just Overwatch in general, as the game, I'm not saying I don't want to say dying because that's a fucking meme at this point. Overwatch it's it's dead, such a fucking dying. meme. All games, it's three years old, dude. All games slow down, right? Unless, I mean, League is just right. It's just, you know, that good at it. Um, so I think that they've had to keep the League alive. They Blizzard has had to step back, which I don't fault them for. This is corporate Zay coming out. So, <laughs> corporate apologist. Corporate <laughs> apologist. Yeah, y'all can hate me as much as you want. Uh, but them stepping back is for the longevity of it. I think trying to spread yourself that thin is how esports leagues like that die. You can't you can't support everything. Right. So it's really on the teams, which they've done, there's eight teams left in contenders, to actually make the tier two scene work. And so I don't really fault Blizzard for it. Uh, it's I, I think it's more on the orgs, but we'll have to see. Like we said, we've said this before when the season started, this is a big kind of make or break year. Coronavirus hasn't helped. Uh. But then when Overwatch 2 comes out, the first year Overwatch 2 is out, if people don't get excited and come back, I think that's it. Well, that's so, what worries me is Overwatch 2, we know for a fact Activision Blizzard is going to put millions of dollars of marketing into this game and into Overwatch League for Overwatch 2. But the question is, is the player base going to follow? Are they going to release the game for free? Like, So mm -hmm. I, I remember we were having this conversation, Texas Watch Season 2, right? Now, Overwatch 2, I predicted, was going to go free-to-play for the multiplayer. For the multiplayer. If you want to play the single-player co-op campaign stuff, you still have to pay, which uh, I'm still a little iffy on, but I kind of get it. You are getting a story experience. But I think that they need to make the game free because every major game that's coming out today, a major eSport that's coming out today, is free. Counter-Strike, free. free. Valorant's free. League of Legends, free. Dota, free. Like, every That's major esport is free. And, Coolest, I do see you in chat mentioning fighting games. We're not really talking about them in the same sense, just because fighting games are more of an individual-based system where you have specific players who are really good that get those contracts versus whole teams. In the fighting game community, they don't even like to be called an esport. It's kind of funny. It's kind yeah. of a thing. Where like, if you follow, I follow the Tekken uh, scene, 
and it's just it's the FGC. You're the fighting game community. You're not in yep. the esports. You call yep. fighting as an esport. People are like, ew, it's not the same. Yeah. It, yeah, is, it is it is the same, but it's not the same. Yeah, fighting is it's a different crap. It's a different vibe. I like yes. I enjoy watching fighting games. Oh, but same. It's different. It's different than the super corporatized and everything else kind of esports. But I, so, I, but. I think that this is one of the bigger problems with the Overwatch League that we're finally starting to see is them trying to corporatize it. It is act I mean, we all knew from the jump that the Overwatch League was going to be a big question mark because this was Activision Blizzard saying, "Okay, we're going to funnel in millions of dollars. We're going to say, and this was at the beginning, a team franchise spot is worth $20 million, right? Whereas most other esports are very grassroots movements, are very much, "Hey, if you want to be successful, Find your team, win. Yep. That's it. You'll get sponsorships after you win. You'll get money after you win. Whereas this one is you'll get money after you pay us money. Um, I don't know. It's it's really weird because like we knew from the jump that they were trying to bring in investors from traditional sports. There's no denying right. that. Even our current, what's uh, Pete Vestelica, uh, he came from traditional sports. So they're clearly trying to go for something different here. And I, I mean, I was all for the syndicated, we have a whole season. I was all for the home and away game idea, and I still think it's a great idea. But I'm starting to think that there are some things that they're doing that are a bit too corporate. Would, uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, I, well, you kind of saw that what was coming when they hired, what was it, the former NBA commissioner, or the the, the media, the TV guy, as the new Overwatch League commissioner. Yeah, Pete Vestelica. Um, oh, that's his, oh, I didn't know that was his name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so you're, you're absolutely right. And so when he came in, you knew that's what it was going towards, but you have to remember this is Activision Blizzard, right? That's, yeah. that's an end goal. They don't give a shit. They just They need to please their money. investors. We want to please our shareholders at the Q2 corporate meeting at the end of what April or whatever it is, May. So that's what their number one focus is. And then the, the secondary part is having a great gameplay and a strong fan base and everything else. And to get money, you need a strong fan base. So they will cut costs and continue to do so until it becomes profitable. Not what's the best experience, it becomes profitable, which is all Activision Blizzard really is. So I, I'm only... I'm concerned in the sense because this is a make or break year and this has happened across the world this pandemic. Yeah, this well, is really gonna hurt Overwatch. Let's League. let's talk about that. I mean, the coronavirus has hurt everything. Um, oh, yeah. Luckily, esports don't need to be played in an arena, even though that was the goal. The fact that they can be played at home does help. But I mean, we're we're seeing Activision Blizzard taking the reins over again. I mean, you were you've seen it. We've been to. Two separate homestands this year run by two different teams and two different organizations. And if you ask me, they had two different vibes. I, I feel like they were trying to say, okay, now that you guys have invested so much money, I want you and each individual organization to run your own event. Like, sure, the broadcast would be similar each time, but if you went to the events, they were different. The ones at the Washington Justice had aerialists and a big pregame thing that was happening. Whereas, like, uh, what was the Philly one? Like, it was very standard, like, no, no frills. All right, guys, here is the stage. Players are walking down the aisles. We have gritty. We have cheerleaders, which I thought was a bit off-putting at first, but screw it. It makes <laughs> yeah, it more official. <laughs> 
and then like uh, even Houston versus Dallas, like the the things that Dallas did, like how they had a whole mini gaming festival right to the side, whereas Houston's was very much like, all right, here's the venue, the come get some snacks, go sit down and enjoy the game. Like I I liked Houston's a little bit better because it meant that it was much more straightforward. Let's just cut that cut that as it is. Uh, but I also we could get beer. It's- we could get beer. That uh, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was insane at the Dallas. I was like, wait, where's the beer? Oh my God, it's way in the corner in Narnia. We have to go get it. <laughs> Y'all, uh, I'm, I'm gonna tell this story again real quick. I still remember when Zay and I arrived at the Dallas homestand. We were like, all right, cool. Where's the beer? And sure enough, no alcohol allowed not. on premises. We were way too early because uh, there was the kids even going on. They were uh, like selling alcohol for like four hours. Like, what the fuck? We're for four hours sober in a kidney bin. <laughs> and then we went to the store and got beer and tailgated. End of story. Uh, I, looking at the way that the league has switched back to its own production for the rest of the league isn't bad. You know, it's got some hiccups, but anyone trying to run a large franchise league from their home is already insane enough. You know, yeah, the fact that uh, the hosts have, like, stand-ins and circle lights is nice enough. They couldn't even have that. Yeah, and I think what is going to be tough for and a lot of these investors to dip their toes back into the league with is they're losing money. A lot, you realize that a lot of these things that have happened because of coronavirus, these events, these venues that can't be used, they may not get their money back. Like, <laughs> yeah. It costs money to get these venues, man. Like, you know, um, well, it's not Optic anymore, but our new Houston real estate investor who owns the Outlaws, he ain't getting that money back that he paid to be at the Revention Music Center for those games. Well, uh, the, uh, wasn't your not- second homestand in September? Yeah. So hopefully, yeah, I'm, all is good and that doesn't go away. I'm hoping that's the case. But in the Dallas stuff, like, Hashro's not getting that money back that he paid for the, to be in those places. Like, nope. So... Uh, it, it, it's really going to test to see how much these investors who own these teams are sold into the league. Well, we they've they've already canceled all the homestands for the rest of the year. I know you've seen this. Yeah, but think about it. So you own the venue. You broke, too, because ain't nobody coming to events. Yeah. You don't give them that money back. You don't give them that money back. I wouldn't give them that money back. I'd be like, yo, dog. <laughs> I got to pay rent. I own this, I own yeah, this land. Yeah. Like, yeah, nah. Yeah. I, 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 there's no refunds on this. <laughs> I got to pay the the bill for my property taxes. So I I think that's going to be hard. And when the owner of any team, Justice, whatever may be, Fusion, they look at that balance sheet, they're like, yo, I dropped like 600K to have these homestands, and I missed like four of them or three of them, whatever may be. And the the game viewership is dropping, obviously. I think last week the highest viewership I saw, um, I think it was during the Philly game, was like 50K, 45K on YouTube. It wasn't so, that high. But, I mean, we, so, we knew we were going to drop numbers once they went over to YouTube anyway. Like, that, yeah, that, that's, just a, that's just a known. You don't like Crunch Time by Pringles? <laughs> I like Crunch Time by Cheese It Grooves, okay? Cheese <laughs> <laughs> It Grooves is just like, nah, man, fuck that. <laughs> we take Crunch Time. I don't even know why they switched it. Like, they kept the name, which I'm like, okay, that's dope. But then it's a new sponsor. What? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it was a meme for like giving my cheeses and all of a sudden cheese is gone. You're like, oh, well, all right. There goes the end of that meme that was right? going to be cool. That. And that so, was actually a good meme too. <laughs> they had the grooves in their grooves, like, like emote or something. Or, like, I don't it's know. it's oh, like, it's like a yellow square. Too. Like it, it's a cheese. Yeah. Come on. 
Yeah, but you can't do that anymore. You, there's no Pringle emote in YouTube chat. God, YouTube chat. <laughs> YouTube chat know. is just emojis. They're like it's legit. Just the default Android emojis, which they have better versions on actual Android. But for some reason, YouTube is like two years behind on those. Yeah, I don't know why. Does this make me old? Where I'm like, how do I use YouTube chat? Uh, to watch Overwatch League, like what? How, where's the emote button? Where's my Bohio? Where, there, there is where, something where? I will say I, I like about Twitch chat much more than YouTube chat because YouTube chat it feels so icky. It feels like Facebook. You know yeah, what I mean? Uh, that's a good way to put it. Where yeah, where I feel like in Twitch it. chat it's a bunch of gamers, a bunch of nerds all using their surnames, whereas YouTube chat it's everybody's real name, a lot of their yeah, actual a, photos, and I I'm feel just like. I feel weird about that because I don't have my actual photo on YouTube. When I post, it's like Isaiah Reed. I'm like, oh shit! What? The I feel like, I feel I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, we have been talking about this for a while now. In our little friend circles, we've been talking about this. A lot of Dallas Fuel fans have been talking about this. Outlaws fans, like across the league, everybody's worried that this season was supposed to be the make or break. And I remember even before Season 3 started, I said that this is going to be a lull season. And now it's even more of one. Yeah, Clearly Activision yeah. Blizzard is trying to save some money. And I'm glad, I am glad that they're still playing games. Like, shout out to esports of all kinds. Real talk. Like, coronavirus happens, a pandemic hits the entire globe. All regular sports shut down. Even the WWE is trying to still keep going, but WrestleMania in an empty crowd. Oh, that was, uh, that was, uh, that uh, was weird. That was weird. I saw some highlights. I was like, some clips. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. I I came across this article after WrestleMania came or finished and it was like, wow, wrestling really does need the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's like, if you think about it, like, I don't say 90%, at least half the shots are them doing moves and you see the crowd in the background mm-hmm. when they do it like and, and the crowd erupts like that makes you like oh shit that's a big deal even if you don't because i don't know half the wrestlers now i haven't watched wrestling like that in a long time same but i know when someone special is about to happen because the crowd all stands up i'm like oh shit that's his finisher and the mouncer gets all crazy and if the crowd's not there i'm just like oh shit was that it like is that yeah is, was is, was that the move power? like even yeah. even if the casters yeah. are like trying to be loud and hyping it up it's still like okay i, I, I guess like, yeah, it's like it's, and you realize it's just like a DDT, and that's it. You're like, oh, that oh, was it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I'm very happy that esports can still continue thanks to online play. I I don't want to come out and say I'm completely worried about the Overwatch League because again, we have the sequel game coming out very soon. Granted, they never put a date on it. It was projected and leaked from different sources that are supposed to come out at the end of the year. I don't think that's happening. Um, they got to show us something at BlizzCon, though. Like, I, I, we're not going to have a BlizzCon, eh? Well, virtual e-ticket, dog. Everyone gets one. That's it. Yeah, uh, if they charge me the 50 bucks for that, again, I'm going to be pissed. Just saying. <laughs> no, for real. Yeah. For real. I remember, what was it? BlizzCon two years ago was the Sombra Demon Hunter skin. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I bought that virtual ticket because, like, Sombra's my girl, you know? Like, I gotta have that skin, right? And I realized I paid 50 bucks for a skin and to watch a couple of press conferences. Yep, and Uh, a year later, I was like, oh, this is released. Cool, I'll just grab it. (laughs) And now everybody has access to it. And it's like, it doesn't feel special. It's like, 
it's just a reminder that even though Overwatch is an amazing game, Blizzard is an amazing developer, they are Activision now. Uh, even, uh, who, fuck, I'm losing it. Who's not J. Allen Brack, but the original CEO of Blizzard? Oh, um... Mike Morhan, thank Mike, you. I don't remember that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, when he was in charge of Blizzard, I feel like they were a different company. And maybe this is me just being an old man here, okay? I will fully admit that. But at the same time, it's like you see these companies shift. It's you see these companies making changes that are trying to cover their bottom line, trying to cover their profits. And it, it hurts. It really yeah, hurts. As, as true fans of you want, the, you want the creative potential of Blizzard, which they've always been, to be on the forefront and not to be about money. That's what they are originally about. And as soon as Diablo 3 came out, I was like, these motherfuckers put a real money auction house in mm -hmm. Diablo. I was when I, I remember booting up the first. It took three hours to get into the game with the service crash, but that was I was up all night. It was that came out at midnight our time. It was also three a.m. and I finally got in. And I'm like, what is this? Real money auction house, best weapon in the game, twenty dollars. I was like, oh my Oof. god, Activision Blizzard, really? You can skip the entire game and just buy this stuff and go to in game. So, so when go ahead, go ahead, continue, continue. Yeah, so that that that's really shitty, and it's it's kind of happening with Overwatch. And I think the the end. I really hope this doesn't happen, but the end game is like if it comes to a point where Call of Duty's taking off and Overwatch is dying, they'll just stop funding Overwatch immediately. And oh, hundred percent, and and not and not give a shit, which is which I hate, but it could happen because look at the company we're dealing with. I mean, Call that's of the Duty worst case scenario. Call of Duty has been successful for a long time. As far as I know, the COD League is pretty successful. Uh, with COD Warzone, it's giving them a lot of money. Granted, people are stopping to play the game because of all the cheaters. Uh, oh, but that's yeah. that's Activision's fault for not putting in a good anti-cheat. Overwatch <laughs> has a true. similar problem, honestly. Like, I don't know why they're using their own cheat stuff just use the open source anyway i don't know they, they it's, do their own thing. it's it's all good i we're, we're running a little bit close to the end here so i want to come and end i don't want this whole segment to sound completely doom and gloom we we don't coronavirus. know uh, coronavirus th that's the problem <laughs> that's the fucking problem and like the united states the oh, united America. states still hasn't seen the worst of covid19 uh oh, no, bro. I, China just reported their first day without a death a couple of days ago, so I'm really happy about that. That means that, that it do is you really believe that. Yes, do you believe yes. That? Why would they lie about that? Why would they not? Why would they? <laughs> <laughs> That's what China does. They try to tell the world whatever the hell they want. They don't care. They're just True. like, yeah, we're True. doing, we're doing great. They hid it from the world for like a month and a half. Yeah. So I okay. I am worried that this is going to take a larger toll on the Overwatch League, but at the same time, it's taking a toll on literally everything. Like, it's not like just OWL is being affected and the COD League is still going and selling out events. That's not happening. Every eSport is at home right now, and I feel like this year has just become a big pause button for literally everything. What does that mean for next year? I don't know. Uh, we, we really haven't heard anything or we don't know what's coming. And that's the thing about esports. You don't know. Everything in esports is so year to year because there's some really thin margins that these games play on. It's based yeah. on player base and viewership. And that can fluctuate based on a new game, a la Valorant. Now we've got over a million people on Twitch watching Valorant right now. Did you now. see the numbers this morning? 
Oh my! Oh my I, I was God, woke up, dude. I woke up. I woke up at seven thirty. Was like bet. Started the stream. <laughs> Dude, no lie, I had Seagull on all day, just in the background, like, come on, where's my drop? Where's my drop? Yeah, and, 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 and which, is, which is, will always be a thing for esports. This is, you know, I know you said we're going sometimes, this is my final point. Which will always be hard for esports, because there's always going to be another big game. And so how do you give your game the staying power of, like, a League of Legends or, you know, a Dota to stick around for that long when, as we see right now, Riot Games is, Riot Games is, this is a beta and there were a million people watching this. Overwatch was in beta. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what they even did. They did not come close to these numbers, dude. And yes. uh, to be fair, though, I think that it's uh, Riot Games. Like we have to remember right. that they have been Riot Game for a long time, and they held the highest point on Twitch even throughout Fortnite's life cycle. Okay, like this developer is. People love their games, and I. I'm sure that it's going to do great on Twitch. Sure it's going to do great for esports, and I'm looking forward to what Valorant does for esports as a whole, because I yeah. think that it and has the potential to be the next serious esport. And I think people um, who say it's just an Overwatch killer, I think the games are very different. As I hundred percent, I've been watching Valorant basically all day, and just to get the drop, obviously. But it's a very different. It's sometimes I, I get bored. I just want to go like, uh, oh, when I watch Overwatch, I don't get that sense of boredom because a lot is happening at once. Mm -hmm. Valorant is a much slower pace. Sure, mm -hmm. you get abilities, but much slower. It's a totally different watch compared to Overwatch. So I think there's room for both of them in the esports scene, to be honest. I would agree with that. But with that, I think we're going to cut here. Uh, thank you for watching and or listening to Texas Watch. Your source for Overwatch League news about the Houston Outlaws and the Dallas Fuel. And, of course, just discussion about esports, Overwatch in general. Uh, you can catch us live right here on twitch.tv forward slash P-R-O-J-E-K-T-A-R. That's Projectar. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, I just got that. I, I think it works out. Um, that wasn't the intention, but it came out that way, so I'm going to roll yeah, with it. He's got a new little P logo. Check out the Twitch channel. It's a P with an exclamation. I'm, I'm pretty happy with where my Twitch is going right now. Uh, I'm streaming whenever go. I feel like it now, thanks to me being home all the time. Uh, you can catch me streaming Overwatch, uh, Animal Crossing. I'm streaming a lot of that. Uh, also, a little announcement. Thank you for staying till the end. I'm going to have our first game night on Thursday. Uh, we're going to be playing some Jackbox, some Drawful, and Marbles on stream. Uh, we're going to start that at about 8.30 p.m. Uh, CST, of course. So come on by the Twitch channel. Uh, join us, and maybe you can say hi. Uh, yeah, no, no, sorry, sorry, coolest. No, no Post Malone show this week. Uh, Coronavirus. Yes. <laughs> Please come and join us for our first game night. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of people there. And uh, until next time, let's make Texas proud. Yeehaw!